Welcome everybody to our bonus podcast. We are on podcast number 16. Uh, we're going to be talking about empty nest today. But before that, I want to introduce who is sitting around the table with me. Uh, I will start to my left. You want to start introducing yourself? Oh, I thought you'd just say who I was and I could say, hi. No. <laughs> I am Carolyn and I am the intern here for Women's Ministries. There we go. Hi, Carolyn. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Brandy. This is like a self-help group. <laughs> hi, Carolyn. Welcome here. Uh, my name is Brandy Bradshaw. I'm one of the regulars. Experimenting with voices. I am yeah. experimenting with voices. Did you so low? I'm Thalia. I'm one of the pastors here at Northview. So we're glad that you joined us today. Um, Brandy's going to start off with our Did You Know subject. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Something really key to bring up uh, is our summer pastorate that has uh, it has begun already in the month of May here, but you can join at any time. A lot of times people think summer, things are winding down, and that's true. The ministries kind of wind wow. down and yep. um, go to minimal uh, events and or take a hiatus and a rest for the summer. But um, it's common to think, oh, September I'm going to join a community group and that's when I'm going to get involved. But um, these summer pastors that they started up in the spring, even of last year, they started up one and it continued to meet throughout the summer and is doing very well. And so if you're looking to get connected at Northview, it's a great opportunity. It meets Thursdays at uh, the atrium here at the church from seven to nine. And it's led by a couple couples, and actually, your husband Hank is involved, right, mm-hmm. Carolyn? Yeah. Wow. And if you show up at church and you're sitting in a room and you're kind of wondering if this is the oh, pastor, yeah. That's right. make sure you ask sooner rather than later. We had one poor fellow who showed up at the women's precepts thinking it was the pastor. He's hung out there for quite a while before he realized <laughs> this was the women's Bible group, not the pastor. That's yeah. hilarious. He was thinking, wow, there is lots of women here. <laughs> He's like, this is the best pastor <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, no. He finally had the courage to ask. No, I said to Oh, you went and asked to talk to him? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I could see he was kind of sitting there just kind of watching us. And I'm like, are you looking for, you know, the pastorate? Yeah. Well, well, this isn't the place. <laughs> wow. I'll walk you to the atrium. Do you know where that is? Did we give him like a free Bible or something? <laughs> I feel like at a restaurant when, you know, stuff like that happens, it's like you get your like appetizer comp or something. Well, he had a Dave Faulkner treatment. Dave oh, Faulkner. Oh, our man. facility guy. Totally yeah, yeah. 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 He gave him so an awkward friendly. man hug probably. <laughs> probably. That. It's good. Well, I encourage you guys to check out the Summer Pastorate if you're not connected in a community group. As well, coming up, involving community, is our regular summer baptism service at Cultus Lake. It's coming up on June 7th, and it is uh, so, so fun. So so fun. fun. Yeah. It is really uh, yeah. like a small church picnic, mm-hmm. except we're probably the people who end up showing up there are about the size of most churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's, usually a couple hundred In the people, last yeah. three yeah. years, I'm involved in usually, I think I've been involved in all of them, because they originally started as just our youth baptism services. Oh. Yeah, only the youth were brave enough to do that. Only the youth water. were brave enough. Yeah, we, we started as just youth service, youth baptism services, and then all of a sudden the church was like, hey, that's a really cool idea. We should join in on that. 
And we were like, that's a new voice you're bringing along. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the church voice. Oh. <laughs> the, church, the church was like, hey, that looks really cool. <laughs> and then me and us as a youth were like, what do, you, what do you mean? This is our thing. And then it's like, oh, aren't you a part of the church? And then we were like, oh, I'm convicted. And so then it was like, oh, okay, let's do a huge baptism service. But it's a lot of, well, no, it probably is. There's still a lot of youth. No, there is a lot of, of youth that get baptized, yeah. Um, it's like bigger. about 50 this year getting yeah, baptized. Yeah, well, and oh, that's wow. the thing. There yeah. is, in the last three years, there's been basically an average of 40 to 50 people each uh, each year at the June baptism. So it's mm-hmm. at Entrance Bay, June 7th. Even if you don't know anyone, you totally, like, mm-hmm. pack up your hibachi, put a couple steaks in the cooler, and come on up, and we have a barbecue afterwards that it's on your own. Bring your own everything for a barbecue. But The barbecue just, is there, though. <clears throat> we do bring, you just bring the meat we, and We stuff. bring a massive barbecue, yeah. but most people end up bringing their own stuff and just do their own. But yeah. we do bring a massive barbecue, so if you don't have a hibachi <laughs> to bring... <laughs> A.K.A. hibachi is a portable uh, barbecue, just in case people didn't know. And it has nothing to do with Japan. But it sounds like it does, doesn't it? You can add that in a new voice. A hibachi! <laughs> Was that offensive? Maybe made in Japan. <laughs> it sounded like I just sneezed. <laughs> hibachi! Anyways, <laughs> baptism service. It's going to be awesome. Starts at 10 a.m. at Entrance Bay. There's lots of signage, so you won't get lost. And it starts at 10 a.m., so get mm-hmm. there a little bit earlier. Are you baptizing some people? I am baptizing some people. I've actually seen it as a goal of mine to, this sounds really bad, but to not baptize as many people. Hmm. I know it sounds weird, but people kind of sometimes often ask just the church people because they Mm -hmm. think that that's what you have to do. But I think it's a really meaningful thing to have someone who's directly involved in your discipleship to baptize you. Mm. And especially, obviously, if that person's a Christian, there's requirements we have to who gets to baptize who. But I usually try and suggest parents and like, have you thought about your parents and, and mm. the honor that that would be? And and this is a unique time for me because so I have, there's a couple that have gone to choose their youth leaders and stuff like that, um, which is awesome. I love to see that. Yeah. But then I am actually baptizing someone who is about to come into youth. And so she wanted to sort of like connect with me, oh. which is so adorable. Wow. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm about to come into youth next year. And so I want so, to get to know you. Yeah, so I want to get to know you. So we met. And, yeah. and then I'm baptizing someone who was a youth of mine about oh. four years ago. Hmm. So like I'm kind of got these like bookend baptisms. Yeah, yeah. And I love the idea that like, you know, you're still, a, you're an adult, you have a kid and four years passed. Mm-hmm. It's still like, hey, could you baptize me? Yeah. You're love an influential that. person honor. in that yeah, yeah, person's life. So, yeah. How about you? Are you guys baptizing? No, Carter's getting baptized. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I said, no, I don't want to baptize. I want to be a mom. Yeah, Yeah. I want to be a mom. I know. That's a good perspective, too. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm not this time. The last couple of times I have. And oh, it's yeah. been fine. I was worried about how cold it would be, but it's been good. It's actually not it's, that it's bad. It's not bad. Don't, last time. Yeah. Cultist doesn't get much better in the middle of August, so no. it's just the yeah. way it is. Yeah. Don't, don't believe Dave in his webs, his wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> he just he's a skinny guy. He just gets cold. <laughs> last time I sat on the dock with a whole bunch of church people, and we mm-hmm. were just cheering every time people go under the water. It was so great. Yeah, so if no. it rains, does it get canceled, or is it nope. keep on rain or shine? People keep just on, don't maybe stay along, stay around as long after. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We, we call that the pre-baptism. They get wet <laughs> before they go in. Yes, the pre-sprinkling. Yeah, it's been good the last couple of years. I don't think it really. It's been kind of cloudy, nope. but yeah, it's yeah. been good. So we're going to go on to our main topic, this em- emptiness topic. So why did we choose this topic? Do you guys remember as we were brainstorming topics a while ago? No. (laughs) (laughs) Come up with a good reason. Uh, Well, last time we talked about perpetual adolescence. Right. So this is probably the other end. The other end. So kind of trying to cover different things that hit different age groups. 
which is why we have Carolyn, because you actually have experience mm-hmm. in this. Uh, yeah, I do. It's yeah. one of the disclaimers we were going to say right off the bat is that three of the four of us haven't experienced no. what it's like to go through this, but Carolyn has, and we're going to share from watching other people mm-hmm. and from what mm-hmm. we've had conversations with our own parents and other people that we know. Mm-hmm. And um, our but, preparation for it. Yeah. It's coming sooner than we think. <laughs> we were saying it's maybe therapy a little bit for I us know. to start talking about this ahead of time. <laughs> Let it out, ladies. I know. <laughs> I had a little bit of a, I had a couple days last summer where all my kids were gone for a couple days at a time, like not necessarily out of the house, you know, at camp or anything, but just sleepovers or whatever. And Bob was working and I was rattling around the house by myself. And I just, it just really hit me. Oh, wow. And I'm not ready for this yet. Like I have to prepare myself because this is going to happen someday. But it was a bit of an eye opener. Like, yeah. the, oh, okay. I have to, I have to kind of set my mind to this. So. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk about, first of all, the pros and cons of empty nest, because there are good things and bad things about it. And then we thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, personal experiences, maybe have Carolyn share a bit, and then healthy transitions, what what it would look like to kind of anticipate this in a healthy way and walk through it, uh, and then some biblical wisdom on that. So pros and cons, what um, what are the pros and cons of being on your own after mm-hmm. having kids and stuff? Well, Carolyn, you better pitch in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're our expert. Yeah. It's an interesting time, but it's all of a sudden you have time for yourself. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a selfish thing. But having been a mom, for not that you're not a mom anymore, but you, you've been a mom looking after kids, and it, you haven't often thought of yourself and yeah. time for yourself. And now all of a sudden you have time yeah. for yourself. So that was, that's one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So with that comes a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. A lot of good choices you can make. A little overwhelming sometimes. But we're on the good side, so yeah. okay. Yeah. We're yeah. staying yeah. on the good side. Counselor here ready yeah. to deal with the negative. Yeah. Ready to that can come up in both times. Yeah. Yeah. It's both funny because yeah. as a single person, like I had an opportunity to look after some kids. And like, you know, while parents are gone on trips or work trips or whatever, I've had little bouts of house sitting. And I had like almost the exact opposite response where I, unfortunately, and fortunately, have lots of time to think about myself. Oh, all the time I'm thinking about myself. (laughs) And so I had the opportunity for like a week to be a mom for like five, four or five kids and loved not thinking about myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had this like opposite sort of like, well, this is awesome. Like things to fill my time with. Like like I had a cold and I was like, I don't have time to get cold medication for myself because I've got to make cookies for the kids to come home from school and it's cold and I've got to make hot chocolate. And it was just really interesting, this like yep. kind of flip of like, it's almost like going into being single again of this like, the, just the way it yeah. clouds your thoughts of like, yeah. Yeah. now your kids, you don't have to pick them up from school or you don't have, their yeah. timetables mm-hmm. are not in your mind. It's yeah. now free. So that outside yeah. structure, if, yeah. you're, if you're dependent on it, yeah, is different. If you if you like mm-hmm. that freedom, yeah. it can be very huh. freeing. Yeah. Yeah, you have lots of more um, opportunities to, ex- to explore different um, ways to serve in the church, in the community, in yeah. involvements, hobbies, that kind of you stuff. You can go on vacations with your husband. And yeah. you don't have to stick to the school timetable. I'm looking forward to that. You can travel throughout the year if you wanted to. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. That's nice. Campsites aren't near as busy. Like yeah, in you don't September. have to go spring break or Christmas. You can go in September when the weather's okay. nice. You wouldn't have to yeah. like consider all your vacations of like, no. okay, but what will the kids do while we're there? Right. Yeah, oh, you don't no. have to look for child no care. Family <laughs> friendly. <laughs> no. You can go to the adults only vacations. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you can go traveling sometimes because you have it's just two people as opposed to bringing a whole oh, family sure. so it's less money everything's less money mm-hmm. I think, oh, yeah. right you're, you go for dinner grocery yeah. budget yeah. Mm-hmm. is less your mm-hmm. hydro is less yeah. <laughs> not all these yeah. long showers lights left on in bedrooms <laughs> when our son moved out our grocery bill went way down. Oh, I can believe it. And his yeah. wife, who had been living on her own until they got <laughs> married, she went, my grocery bill just tripled. <laughs> and I said, you asked for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can imagine, especially yeah, when our boys leave, that'll be a big, it'll be extra cash. Uh-huh. I would think a pro and con, you can tell me <laughs> if I'm right or not right but a pro and con would be like yay you can focus on your marriage relationship oh you are gonna focus on your marriage (laughs) relationship (laughs) sort of that like you're just all of a sudden sitting across from the person and you're like hey (laughs) you're right it could be a a pro or a con yeah it depends on what you have done working up to that point Mm, is your husband still your best friend and in that case, it's you're just friends. You have more time to spend together. Yeah. If you haven't been working on that throughout the marriage and when your kids were younger and growing up, it could be pretty scary. It could yeah. be. All but of a sudden, it would be the same for yeah. friends, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm working now, I have a lot less time to spend with friends. Mm-hmm. And if I ignore them completely, I'll have nobody when my kids leave home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't just leave your friends for like five to ten years and, and then, then just pick it up. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I have to start preparing now with my friendships, going out with them for coffee or walks or whatever. Okay, that's later on in the yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Those are practical. Yeah, you're, you're jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so let's talk about some of the cons. You kind of mentioned that with the marriage. If, if all of a sudden it might expose issues right mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have time I think I'm not covering this up by being in the stands while you're coaching the baseball game or whatever as yeah. we're you know so yeah it's it may identify that there's work that needs to be done and that might not be bad it might just be yeah. a time of adjustment and yeah and a time of refocusing a huge con to is yeah. a loss of community like yeah. you I always hang out with the dance moms or the yeah the moms at youth or whatever <clears throat> and you have friendships because of what your kids are doing and mm-hmm. if your kids aren't doing those anymore, ones. yeah, then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you've lost connection with a whole bunch of people. Yeah. It is, and it can be sad. Mm-hmm. Just not that you just don't have the connection, but you hear then of other parents who they get to go to this game or yeah. that game, and you go, oh, that's sad. I don't have that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you find, my son started playing rugby again, so we still go watch rugby, so it's good. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have the whole parent group on the no. side as much, right? Yeah. No. That's yeah. why it's always- And it looks different now. It's always yeah. good to have single friends, people. It's mm-hmm. always good. <laughs> this is what I like to bring to the table. Yeah. <laughs> to all my married friends that sit around and talk about their babies and their kids incessantly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, let's hey, stop talking about that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. What else is going on in your about. life? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I see that as my service to help. That's good. It is good. It's <laughs> help good the moms service. not it's be good. so Perspective. mom-focused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're generally, we should probably say, we're generally talking from, obviously, the mom perspective of like sitting across from your husband and having Mm -hmm. a conversation he's probably not having the same thing and we talked about that a little bit before saying that like Mm -hmm. some of it is different because especially if you have a full-time working husband um you know he's still got his routine that doesn't look too much different with working going full-time to Mm -hmm. work and you had said a little bit about um uh, your husband going to work and then coming back and you kind of have that same Mm -hmm. yeah 
routine. And so mom is Doesn't a little bit more, much. yeah, a little yeah. bit more of a transition if mom is home full time. And mm-hmm. so just to kind of mention that. We're yeah. making, not that we're saying that guys aren't having the same issues, but we're focusing a little bit more on the mom. Yeah, we're not focusing yeah. so much more on the kids transitioning. No. Because that's a different topic too. Yeah. It's a little bit more about, yeah, more about the moms today. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the con of having like too much time on your hands or having this schedule all out the window yeah. right away? Many moms come to talk to me actually about this um, transition stage and they are sad and lonely and not sure what to do with their time because there are so many choices. There right. are Bible studies and there's fitness things and there's hobbies and there's you could go back to work. You could work more. Like they just don't know what to do hmm. for a period of time. How to prioritize yeah. and what's important. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay to take time to figure that out. It doesn't have to be solved in the first week they're gone. It's important to take time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to figure it out. Rather than just jump into something you mean? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. 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 Or, like, what am I interested <clears throat> in? As opposed to just, oh, I'm by myself. My kids are gone. I have to go do something. It's, it's good to take a little time. Figure it out. Yeah. And see what you're interested in so mm-hmm. that you don't just get into something and then realize I hate this yeah mm-hmm. and then you've got you've you may feel someone may feel like they've got two losses my oh, kids yeah. moved out plus I didn't do any good at that so now poor me mm-hmm. yeah good point mm-hmm. very good mm-hmm. point point for Carolyn yep <laughs> <laughs> you should put it on the whiteboard <laughs> I would think also it would be something that like you could run the risk if you like to know yourself well you could run the risk of like oh okay i'm just gonna sit home and oh daytime television and Mm. you would might run the risk of not if you don't get involved quick enough or you don't Mm -hmm. sort of fill your time with you could if you're not intentional yeah Yeah. if you're not intentional about it i would think you could dive into a space of you know i'm just gonna say it laziness yeah right oh yeah i would think that would be huge yeah Yeah. i'm thinking about myself it's Mm -hmm. like oh time off (laughs) and thinking that that's something that gives you life and thinking that that's something that's restful but it actually can be a temptation of yeah of non-activity and non Mm -hmm. yep not having purpose and that affects your mental state and yeah you know it can be dangerous so yeah. And sometimes I think freedom to um, like to go on lots of holidays and do all this stuff, you can get then disconnected too from your church and yeah. from your, mm-hmm. if you end up traveling lots of the year and, yeah. you know, there's good sides to that. But there's also like, are the you negative. giving up a community too that you've been regularly involved with weekly? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It could be a temptation for more selfishness to come into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think that year is particularly after the last one is left home could be a bit lurchy. And I think it's kind of okay to allow it to be a little bit lurchy. Like, good it's word. not going to be all perfect, by the way. Point for you. Point for you. Oh, okay. That's lurchy. Wow. Lurchy. Okay, I don't have a point yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carolyn, as you kind of think back, what were the some of the things that hit you or that you worked through? I think part of it was figuring out what this new normal looks like. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's a natural thing to have your kids move out. It's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but what's it, What's this new normal going to look like? And yeah. you can't just quit doing everything. You still need to cook, and you mm-hmm. still need to keep the house clean. And um, I don't want my kids to hear this, but I didn't <laughs> always keep it quite as clean because we didn't need to. <laughs> and my husband even said, aren't you cleaning that before they come over to visit? I said, no, they'll mess it up and then I'll clean it later. (laughs) So things changed a little bit in that way. But figuring out who I was as a person, because I'd been a mom 
And like I said before, I'm st I was still a mom, but my role changed. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? And who am I now? Mm -hmm. that, that took identity piece. That right? identity yeah, piece. Yeah. And <clears throat> I felt like I had my identity in God, mm. who I am as mm -hmm. his child, but it still rocked my world as yeah. to who am I in my role in this world? What am mm -hmm. I going to do now? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? And then working through that and... Um, had had more time to think about it, but you know, realizing okay, I have gifts mm -hmm. that I can use, gifts in the church, gifts here or there, whatever. Mm -hmm. But what is that going to look like? And change a mindset change in that. Oh, I have to be home in time. Oh no, I don't because the kids aren't there. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to go to this because they're on that schedule. Oh no, I don't because mm -hmm. that I don't have mm -hmm. that schedule anymore. Yeah. So a rethinking of what what it's going to look like. We, we chose the words, a new normal. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because it's not that the bad, the rest, uh, what was, was bad, was, wasn't. It was good. It's not that the now is bad. It's not. It's just a new normal. Yeah. And what do you do with that? Mm -hmm. uh, we had to realize that my husband and I processed it differently. Mm -hmm. And yeah. how we dealt with this and part of that and we get into that a little bit more but for us it was communication when i when i was grieving that the kids were gone it wasn't that i thought oh they should stay home this is bad it's terrible it was just i don't have my kids at home anymore yeah. and i like my kids yeah it yeah. wasn't that it was anything bad but i like my kids i like being around i like talking to them so like again figuring out that new normal how am i going to be around my kids how do i put that into the schedule so i still see them without yeah. being a uh, mom that's always on top of them. When are you coming over? I haven't seen you. But yet making that even a new normal for them. I think another thing that we found was it was we could just be spontaneous. Woohoo! Yeah. And, <laughs> and we'd come home from work and and I'd say, oh, what do you want for supper? And Hank would look at me and he goes, you have nothing in mind, do you? And I said, no. <laughs> and he'd say, Swiss chalet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we could just go out, which you can't always do with that when there's kids at home. So we yeah. found some and different things. It costs five times as much when there's five of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't <laughs> always like the restaurants that we did because mm -hmm. we were, we didn't mind cheap food. <laughs> yeah. But just to be able to be spontaneous and just go or phone mm -hmm. a friend and say, oh, we're going to White Rock. You want to join us? Mm -hmm. Or just, oh, we want to go here or go and do that. Or we don't feel like doing this or yeah. don't doing that. Choice but all of a sudden becomes choice. There was. And it yeah. was our choice as opposed to thinking, okay, which one of the kids would like this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that as a parent, you're always looking out for what your kids want. Yeah. And you want to do the best for your kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so even figuring out in that, what do I like? And I had, to, I had to really come down to, what do I like? <laughs> yeah. What do I like? Who am I? Mm -hmm. Who has God created me to be? And what am I going to do for the second half of my life? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not that my life was over, mm -hmm. but what am I going to do for mm -hmm. the second yeah. half of my life? Um, yeah, lots of soul searching. Yeah. So it's, what, oh, so were you going to ask something? Well, no, I was just going to make a comment, say that, like, it's interesting that you identified almost like, go, it, it's a grief process. It's a yeah. loss mm -hmm. process. Yeah, yeah. And that comes with it, those stages and, mm -hmm. you know, anger, acceptance. What do they all come on? You know, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be in my counseling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. yeah. But, like, but I, I've seen definitely where actually the, even in some of the anger has stage has come out where, the, the mom has transferred her mothering skills to the husband. Mm -hmm. oh. And, like, all of a sudden becomes so focused on, like, 
have you not been brushing your teeth? Oh, no, no. Oh, no. And, like, your car is filthy. And, like, and just all of a sudden becomes really nitpicky on the husband. Yeah. And the husband is just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, you're driving Where are my kids insane. to run some interference yeah, for totally. me here? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, this is who I care for. And then it's like, oh, now I get to care for you. And the husband's like, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Go find some women friends. Yeah, totally. <laughs> get off my back, woman. <laughs> So what are the healthy what would a healthy transition look like? What what can we do before before um, kind of emptiness hits uh, to prepare ourselves? Now yeah. you can be your pastor, Thalia, <laughs> counselor. Well, you know, I think about this a lot cuz I could be in empty nest mode in about 3 years. Mm-hmm. So, I have already started thinking, okay, what do I put in place so that this isn't as tough of a year or two when I get there? So working helps, you know, working part-time. I have something to fill my life with and, you know, trying to go for coffee occasionally with friends so they don't completely cut them out because I don't mm-hmm. mean to, but it gets kind of busy trying mm-hmm. to work and kids But maintaining those relationships yeah. is important, mm-hmm. right? Because you want to be able to pick them up when you mm-hmm. have more time. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a lot of hobbies and interests that I have time for, but I'm trying to make sure I have a little bit, you know, reading and going to the gym and things like that. So I don't know what else, what else would be good to prepare I think even keeping our identity in Christ, mm-hmm. and that's a lifelong process. But before our kids move out, to know that our identity is in Christ, mm-hmm. who we are, that we are valued by him, that he loves us unconditionally, but that's who we are first and foremost. Mm-hmm. When yeah. we know Christ as our Savior, and we are a child of the King, and that needs to be first that we're not just a wife or we're not just a mom, mm-hmm. but first and foremost, knowing who we are in Christ, because that won't change. No. Yeah. I think getting some of the some of the things we've already suggested, the like making sure not everything in your life is revolving around your mm-hmm. kids. So yeah. even if you're volunteering at the church somewhere mm-hmm. and you're serving at the church somewhere, is it connected to your kids? Maybe mm-hmm. you should look at the different ways that you're gifted and and look where you're serving somewhere at the church or mm-hmm. in the community, if you're volunteering mm-hmm. in the community at other um, organizations as well. It gives you that little bit of something that is not associated with your kids. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's yours so and, that and, it's and a group little, of friends or people yeah, that you know. Yeah. It's yeah. this little piece of your life that is not yeah. going to drastically change during that, <clears throat> during that time or during that. So you aren't mm-hmm. totally just like, oh, now I have absolute blank slate like mm-hmm. absolute yeah. free time scratch. absolute yeah. total yeah. like it's like oh even if it's like every other thursday i go yeah. to the senior center or every other you know something that does have that consistency of schedule so it's not a total yeah. total shock total yeah. shock yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and start mm-hmm. to look at look for those transition pieces and take those times even like with your you know carolyn you mentioned with your spouse like working towards that before the time gets there yeah, yeah. you yeah. know have you not been keeping date nights in your marriage, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> then yeah. now's the time to so your kids getting old enough to be home for the evening. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. for some date nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not just blinking yeah. at each other across the <laughs> yeah. table. Yeah, and if you have cracks in your marriage, you know, maybe there's, you need to read a book together or marriage counseling or go on a weekend away, like a specific yeah. marriage-related retreat kind mm-hmm. of idea. Because an event like this could yeah. turn that crack into totally. a big one. Mm-hmm. A big yeah. split. Yeah. 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 Keeping you're, your husband your best friend. Mm-hmm. And then when the kids are gone, he's still your best friend. Yeah. And one of, one of our kids had showed concern for us when the kids were all gone because they all left, all three left in less than a year. 
Mm. One was gone in about November, and then two got married six months apart. So in less than a year, all three kids were gone. Mm -hmm. And one of them showed concern about, you know, are you and dad going to be okay? And I just smiled and said, he's still my best friend. Nice. And that was that was good to be able to say. You know, I said, dad and I are going to be okay. Yeah. We're still best friends, yeah. Yeah. and that's important. And that's something yeah. to work on beforehand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because totally. it doesn't just happen. No, that the kids leave, and you are best friends. Mm-hmm. You have to work on that beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've often done Bible studies with young moms, and I I've told them when your kids are little and you're busy, keep your husband your best friend. Yeah. As your kids mm-hmm. grow older, keep your husband as your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And then when emptiness comes, he's still your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. And this is not to isolate our abundant <clears throat> male listeners by, <laughs> by focusing just on the female's uh, perspective. But because we have, this is good information for the husbands as well to, who maybe are working full-time and you know, maybe might not feel as much of the transition to be proactive about it with your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, be proactive also, about mm-hmm. those date nights and you know, talking about it with her. And, mm-hmm. So yeah. that you have a great wife and a great relationship when that time hits, because yeah. I think the husbands really look forward to having their wife back. Yeah. yeah. And then I think mm-hmm. they might, my guess is, they might get a little bit offended if their wife is grieving, like, well, yeah. am I not good enough for you anymore? Yeah. Yeah. And all these things, totally. and not realizing that the wife can grieve without it negatively impacting or affecting how she feels about you. It's just yeah. mm-hmm. part of the process. And understand the theological parallels there of, you know, the, the the wife and mother raising the children and pouring her life into that and pouring a lot, like, that. that's the way it goes. Like, it's it's a husband and wife are doing it together, but there is that element that is mm-hmm. more so from how God's created women and mm-hmm. how God's created. So, so be there as a support to your wife in celebrating a job well done. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that both yeah. of you can celebrate together in the grief. Like, it's a ha- happy grief. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Carolyn, mm-hmm. right? It's not something... And it's, it's, I think part of the transition of the grief is because it's not something you chose. It's something that's happened to you, right? Yeah. Like the kids are leaving and that's an, it's a good thing, but mm-hmm. so, so celebrate in the grief with your mm-hmm. wife, you know, honor her for the, mm-hmm. the time that she's spent dedicating a lot of yeah. her life mm-hmm. to her kids. Yeah. And give her the time to work through give that. Give her the time to work through it. Yeah. yeah. Care for her in that. Ask, straight up ask her, what can I do for you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Communication is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even ask him asking, like, what are you interested in? Thalia always has great questions. <laughs> you know, husbands can ask great questions. What are you interested? Why do you like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What might you like to try? Can we try something together? Would you like to do this? Just suggestions even. Yeah. yeah. And wives don't think that because your husbands aren't, losing it on the couch (laughs) at three o'clock every afternoon (laughs) when the kids are supposed to come home from school like you are that they aren't equally as processing and grieving Mm -hmm. and going through that transition too right that's yeah that's true with every type of grief yeah like it's just we always have to give us give each other room to just work through it yeah yeah as we can and yeah and it's not always a grieving process no there is a part of that Mm -hmm. But part of it is just, woo. 
<laughs> I think that's where it's supposed yeah. to go. Right? Yeah. That's the natural yeah. progression. We're yeah. supposed yeah. to, you know, let go and have our kids grow up. So in their teenage years, we're supposed to allow them to do more and more things for themselves. Yeah. So that they so feel that, confident. Yeah, they feel grow. confident. And when yeah. they leave, it's a little bit of a natural process. Yeah. I think for many moms, though, we tend to do a lot for our kids in the teenage years. And then when they leave, we wonder, will they be able to do laundry? Will they be able to go grocery shopping and make food? And because we've done so much for them. So we have to be careful that we start to work on that process with our kids, too. Mm -hmm. My kids leave. did their own laundry. So I thought, if they move out and can't do it, that's their problem. <laughs> yes. Practical steps. Yeah. yeah. Laundry. Yeah. Cooking. And just even emotionally <laughs> kind of start removing ourselves from that parent role and try to develop more of a friendship mm -hmm. role, mm -hmm. I think. Like... I see some parents who are still parenting their 45-year-olds and then yeah. others who have moved that, mm -hmm. like, we're now friends. Like, we're, mm -hmm. you know, there's still is always that parent role, but I'm not dictating kind of how that person's life is going to go. Yeah. yeah. Whereas mm -hmm. some parents never let go of that. Like, they're continually yeah. on their kids as, as yeah. they're older. So, yeah. What kind of biblical wisdom do we have? You're talking just about men and women's roles a little bit, Brandy. What other kind of... Biblical wisdom do we have in terms of how we should spend our life as as we enter kind of those adult yeah. older years? Well, I mean, as a huge encouragement and hopefully exhortation to our, um, yeah, I don't know, it's <laughs> our empty nesters in the yeah. church mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, I I've had multiple requests over the last year for especially young people and young men especially I'm definitely mm. gonna focus on the young men who parents and things and single moms and whatnot just need someone to come alongside their their kids mm. to disciple them to mm. mentor them like mm. you know um, and you know often people are like oh big brothers and big sisters and it's like well you know like but you don't always get a Christian man that can actually disciple and pour that biblical wisdom mm -hmm. into the young man, mm -hmm. as well as teach him how to fix his spare tire and, you know, all those yeah. things. And it's not sometimes that even their dads might be there, but they're young men who maybe aren't, you know, oh, but that's my dad and I'm just not connecting with him or whatever. And, yeah, I'm just in a lack of men who are available and willing to make that time to invest in these young guys and to connect with them and just be a guy that leads them towards Christ. Hmm. That's a huge aspect of what we're called to do and what men are called to do in young, young to young women and to, um, sorry, older women to younger women and older men to the younger. Yeah, which is a lot like Titus 2, that yeah. whole passage, right? Yeah. About older men teaching younger men and yeah. older women. So seeing our role, valuing the experience that we have yeah. and using it then huge. to help out people that are younger than us. Absolutely mm -hmm. yeah. huge. And, and the fear of I have nothing to offer yeah. is what keeps people, I, know. I think. Or the fear bay. that they're not cool enough or yeah. they won't yeah. connect. Oh, what do yeah. I have to, I don't like, you know, I've been an accountant my whole life. What do I have to offer someone? Honestly, you have no idea how God can use you until you mm -hmm. just be obedient and step out in faith in that. Yeah. Huge, huge. And actually recognizing that you've become that older one. Mm -hmm. Yes. You can speak into someone's life. The first yes. time I recognized I am that older woman. Mm -hmm. ah! <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You don't really, because your mm. own experience grows slowly, you don't necessarily realize you are gaining experience until all of a sudden mm -hmm. you come into contact with somebody that's a lot younger and you think, oh, I actually do have something to say yeah. into this mm -hmm. situation yeah. because I walked through this. But until you have that contact, you don't necessarily yeah. recognize it even in your own life because it's kind of happened gradually. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Very true. Point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> So as we close off today, Carolyn, would you mind praying? 
Sure. Uh, for our listeners, for anyone who may be going through this empty nest syndrome. Syndrome. Oh, I call this syndrome. syndrome. We were not <laughs> a syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> Sorry. Empty nest time of life. I call empty it nest a syndrome. New, <laughs> the anti- empty nest new normal. There we go. It's <laughs> a syndrome. <laughs> okay. We're going to pray now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you that... Um, you are God and that you love us. And mm-hmm. I pray that you would help each of us, especially those that are right now going through the empty nest time or getting close to it or having difficulty with it, but that we would each, as, as your children, find our identity in you, yeah. that you are our God, you are our center, you are who we can be identified that's not a word, mm-hmm. be identified with, mm-hmm. that we are a child of the King. Mm-hmm. And Father, I pray that you would help people to go through this time as they prepare for it, to raise their kids so that they would love you and to walk with you and be responsible. And that as, as parents, that they would just be able to uh, let them go and realize that it's not the end of being a parent that we can make friends with our kids as an, in an adult role. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you would help people as they're going through this and maybe grieving it and not knowing what to do with it, but giving it over to you. I pray that you would help couples to be able to communicate with each other as they figure out how each other responds differently to it and be sensitive to each other in that. And I pray that couples would be best friends with each other mm-hmm. so that they can have time with each other and spend time with you. It's a good time because it's a natural process, but it can hurt, but it can also be good. So Lord, I just pray that you would be with people that are going through that, be with each one of us as we have either gone through it recently or and how to even help parents with it mm-hmm. or um, leading up to it, Lord, and even help our kids as they may want to help us walk through that as well. And they can have a role in it as well that they have... Um, some compassion on their parents and not just go, oh, I'm finally out of here, but being able to realize that their parents are struggling with it. Mm. But Lord, we know that it is in your plans and in your hands, and we commit it all to you, and we know that you can help us through each of these times in this process, Lord. So we thank you for that. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm hijacking. Oh. I am so, we got to do In My Opinion. We're, we're never having time for <laughs> in my opinion. Now, not, we have not thought of this at all. I, I know. So you I'm hijacking it right now. So no, let, no let it's really easy. Brandy, I'm going to put it out to you. can I ask you a question? Oh. Do you have She's an opinion? Yeah. <laughs> I have an opinion. I just like the in my opinion piece. And, and we neglected it. Okay, so here's my, here's my, right? This is I'm worrying us. Yeah, I know. Look at this. Oh, Look at spontaneous. <laughs> right now you're practicing the empty nest practical. It's spontaneous. <laughs> so you can do spontaneous So we can leave the room. Bailey, it looks like yeah. she's about to kill me. Okay, here's Let's my, go. it's really easy. Here's my, in my opinion. <laughs> In my opinion. In my opinion. Okay, yesterday we went out for lunch. We do birthday lunches sometimes with the women in the office. Mm-hmm. And this was for May, so it was for my birthday, which I was extremely happy about. So I chose Formoso Pizza at High Street mm-hmm. and Pinkberry. Ooh. Now, Pinkberry is my new favorite place to go. Is that the cupcake place? No. no the Pinkberry. It's oh, the yogurt. Fro-yo. Oh, okay. Frozen yogurt. So 
my question of in my opinion is what is your favorite like frozen summertime you know we're getting the hotter weather it's mm. like frozen kind of dessert so it could be like a slurpee yeah. or an ice cream do you mm. like you know a lot of people Lizard. like the like edeline soft syrup okay oh. so so my, i'll start with mine so now i'm giving okay. you time to get your opinion <laughs> okay but i have an opinion so, already okay good <laughs> <laughs> so that was mine mine is pink berry um i'm a big i've always been a big fan of frozen yogurt like yeah. love it love it better than ice cream for me but uh, everyone has like this Menchie's kick, and I'm mm. it's like soft serve frozen yogurt. Whereas I'm enjoying the. So, I what's the difference? Yeah, the soft serve is like this like milky, like soup kind yeah. of turns into in your bowl. Whereas the pink berry is like solid. It's mm. a little bit more mm. of that solid. More like and it, it looks like traditional ice cream. It, it looks like. In the scoop well, it look, out. to me, it looks like traditional frozen yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Like. The other thing is that if you want to go even crazier, the real traditional frozen yogurt, they actually just have the um, the bricks of the yogurt. They unwrap it, they put it right in the oh, machine, yeah. and then they put the frozen like blackberries, and they go, and makes this horrible noise, and out comes this delicious blackberry swirled frozen yogurt. Pinkberry doesn't do that, but pinkberry is a good, good close second. I very much enjoy frozen yogurt. That's my summer treat. Okay, Caroline, you know yours? Yeah, it's because I can't eat milk or dairy products. I love frozen gelato. Mm. The Italian stuff really made really well. There's a place in White Rock that makes it. Passion fruit. Ooh. Gelato. That's like oh. so good. Now we know what to buy you for your birthday. (laughs) Without the dairy, that's like, it's called like the sorbetto or something, right? Could be. (laughs) I just go. I just go in and say, does this have milk? And they say, no, these ones don't. And so I can eat that one. And they, well, even just that they have something. Mm -hmm. And I can just sit there and go, "Mm, mm, mm." (laughs) mm-mm, (laughs) mm-mm. Nice. And, of course, you're in White Rock, so you're by the beach. Yeah. So that's always good. It makes it double good. good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It wouldn't be great as an older girl over somewhere. And you could do that any night of the we week. We can be well, spontaneous. Any Passion fruit gelato. <laughs> I like a good old-fashioned blizzard. Nice. Dairy Queen. Cookies and cream. Oh, that is a little nice. Oh, That's yeah. classic. I know. I'm a I'm gelato fan, find. and I like those Edeline chocolate milkshakes. Uh, oh. mm. We only do that a couple times because you, you go out to the dairy. I was gonna oh. say people. Oh, Edeline, Edeline across States. the border. Oh, okay, mm. so it's maybe only a couple times a summer, but oh, those are so good. That's a huge like Abbotsford Menno seems like Menno tradition. People go across the border to now Sumas. It's in like an old yeah. gas station. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. Edeline Dairy, the soft serve. Mm. Yeah, have a good and a gelato. See, now we have new places. All right, to go. excellent. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for hijacking us, Brandy. <laughs> we will sign off. Thank you for joining us, Carolyn. Good to have you here.